Welcome to the Bin Min Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we believe that everyone should know their next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. I'm Dad. I'm Bob. And I'm Dave. I almost forgot it for a second. <laughs> We're sitting in different places. Was it in your notes? It kind of threw me off. A number of years ago, I took Dave and his younger brother, Dan, to play putt-putt when we were living up north. Dan was six and Dave was eight, and when we got there, we realized that we could rent the putters um, that the age six and under were free. So the guy said, well, how many putters do you want? And I said, two. So after he gave them to us, he said to me, he said, you know, you could have told me that both the kids were six and under, and I would have believed it. You could have gotten two free putters. And I said, yeah, you're right. You wouldn't have known that I lied to you, but these guys would have. So my question is, how do we determine what's right or wrong? What do we do when we're faced with situations where we could potentially lie and never get caught? How do you, how do you respond when your Christian views either are different than or actually confronted or challenged by people who disagree with you? What do you watch, listen to, or read when no one else is around? And when you're online, how do you respond when you know that you can remain anonymous? Well, today we're going to continue our series on what questions should I ask about my faith? And today's topic, we're going to cover ought. What we ought to do and what we ought to value. Simply, morality. But before we talk about the oughtness of life Ooh. or morality. Oughtness. oughtness. Sounds like a good name for a boat. Yeah, or an octopus. I'll take either. <laughs> let's, let's start by defining a worldview. So worldview, the whole series that we're doing, is simply how you perceive the world around you. It's how you take in the data of life, how you interpret it, how you think about it, how you make the decisions that you do to act. So in short, it's, the, it's your answer to the six most important questions in mm. life. And those six topics kind of make up everybody's worldview, and they can be remembered with the memory device. Go home. G-O-H-O-M-E. Kind of like this is the place we go home to in our understanding of the sure. world. Sure. Yep. And if you've listened to previous or other episodes, then you'll you'll have known what this is. But we'll, can I just recap sure. it one more time? Please. Yeah. Go home. Great. I think it's a really helpful device. So G um, is going to stand for God. O origin. H humanity. O ought or morality. M meaning and E for end or destiny. Um, so if you're curious about um, those first four, those are going to already be covered in other episodes. So be sure to check those out, um, either the podcast or the videos. Um, but today we're going to be covering O for ought or morality. Right. All right. So oughtness. let's start. Oughtness. The oughtness. SS oughtness. The SS, the HMS oughtness. That's right. How would you, uh, let's, I want to get away from oughtness for a moment. Hey, hey, you started. You introduced it. I know. How do you define morality? Yeah. So everybody, every single person makes moral judgments yep. about what is right versus wrong yep. or good versus bad. So that's how we define morality. Morality is kind of that what's right versus wrong or good versus bad. Okay. So the question about this is whether we use an absolute or a relative standard okay. for defining that right sure. versus wrong. So. Many people, a whole lot of people, prefer relativism, and they would say morality depends on an ever-changing standard, 
right? Just made up by humans based on the person or based on the culture or based on the situation. But Christians believe there is an absolute standard for moral law. And that absolute standard of what's right versus wrong or good versus bad is a permanent morality. It's built into the world and it spans all places and all people. Where does this moral law come from? Well, I so as Christians... Um, we would believe that the the absolute standard for moral law is steeped and grounded in the character of God himself um, and then revealed to us through scripture. So anybody who's um, who know who knows God, he is he is loving, he is good, and we are to imitate those values um, represented in his his nature as our as our moral law, right? So anyone who's read Old Testament, New Testament, you're gonna get strong um uh, I almost said remunerations, but I don't even know what that word means. Um, <laughs> it just came, sometimes it comes to you. Yeah. Um, when you look at the Old or New Testament, you're getting just as some specific examples. You got the Old Testament as revealed to Moses, or the <laughs> you get the. Whew, it's gonna be a long day. The Ten Commandments as revealed to Moses, the Beatitudes Jesus preaches in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. These are great examples, I think, of um, the, the absolute moral law as exemplified by God revealed to us. Because it's, I, li- I love those two examples because they're things that, like everybody knows. It's Old Testament Ten Commandments that say like, hey, you're supposed to do these things or don't do these things because mm-hmm. they like mimic God's good character. Right. Right. Or right. in the New Testament, Jesus, Beatitudes, and blessed are the meek, right? Blessed are, those are great examples. Yep. So what would you have to say about the Bible being all sufficient? Is that really all we need, or do we need something else? You talked about relativism. You talk about this. Is the Bible really all sufficient? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe let me, yeah, let me like expand because Dave, that was a good introduction about pointing to a couple really key places in Scripture that do have like commands. Like those are clearly like moral examples or moral commands. But like as, when Christians talk about the Bible, the Bible is sufficient for living out the entire Christian life, our entire obedience to God. Uh, it makes me think of even a passage at the beginning of Second Peter that talks about this, that it has everything we need for life and godliness. So even though like God's word isn't going to cover every specific of every situation we're going to find ourselves in our lives, like it's not going to talk about like this app on your iPhone, you should do this or type this or not right. on this Tuesday. Like there may not be those type of definitions or technologies or whatever talked about specifically in scripture, but standing behind every single biblical command is a universal principle that can be interpreted in our context. So the Bible really is sufficient for all the moral decisions we need to make. Can I clarify just one thing on that? So you're saying don't turn to the Bible and, and, and if you're coming into this conversation relatively fresh, not with a strong Bible background, you're not coming into going, as soon as I pick this up, it will tell me how I should talk to my neighbor and what I should order at the restaurant and no right. what I should order at Taco Bell I wish <laughs> maybe there's some Don't translation the yeah. never the number three <laughs> never the number three by the way we love Taco Bell yeah that's right this and episode is sponsored by Taco Bell <laughs> and Pop's Pomade yeah that's right <laughs> okay so thank you I just wanted to clarify because I think pointing to that underlying principle is really strong but also not saying just look at the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments or just the Beatitudes don't just go to scripture and, and look for direct commands and then only use that as your rubric for life. That's, um, so how do Christians follow? I mean, how is it that we actually are to follow these absolute moral standards, these absolute moral laws? The starting point to this is that we first have to see that we come up short. Um, so this is like, 
when we look at Jesus's summary of the law, <clears throat> excuse me, I think in Matthew chapter 22, that's what I think about. He says very simply the moral law, he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. And he says, that's really the summary of God's entire law for people. But here's the problem. Like, this is why Jesus had to die for us because we don't do that, yeah. right? Jesus obeyed God's moral law perfectly. So he took our disobedience and now we get counted as having his obedience if we put our trust in him. Hmm. So after we see that we come up short, we trust in Jesus to be the one who changes us and then we can start following his word. That's, right. you, that's the place we got to start. We got to look at the Ten Commandments and, and the greatest law and Beatitudes and go, I come up short. Right. Well, and that's, that's part of the conversation, right? Is it is realistically an impossible standard now and then recognizing, well, if I, if I can't do it, should I just be depressed and, you know, drag my coat? It's like, no. Um, but recognizing that once you put your trust in Jesus and you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, you can have confidence that he's going to be motivating, um, you know, and being that, that like as dad says sometimes, uh, that often it's the Holy Spirit's quiet, whispering, guiding voice, directing your heart in what will bring God ultimate glory. Um, so I think not to pull that card, but like just trust in the Lord that he will be faithful to direct you. Even in, especially in the times when you feel like you don't have a super clear answer as to what I should do in every single context and every single example, um, the Lord is faithful. He wants um, to, to see us succeed in bringing him glory in the way that we live and choose and live and all that stuff. So, well, And I think what you pointed to, which was really awesome, was the Trinity, that it's the Father had a plan first to show us who he is and what he wants us to do. And then Jesus had the plan to say, mm. even though you fall short of that, I'm going to rescue you by my own blood. Mm. And then the spirit, mm -hmm. when we do receive Jesus, comes into us and now empowers, empowers that us thing. Yeah. to make it possible. Moral laws, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's so cool. The whole, all three persons of the Trinity are involved in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that. Um, practically, um, why don't, can you flush this out even more as we talk about what are the tools that we have as we consider some of the moral, and there are some significant moral decisions we have to make in 21st century. Mm -hmm. What are the tools that we can use that are immediately at our disposal? Really, really only one, the, the Binman podcast, right? Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Jeez, subscribe. Oh, I just wanted to be clear, you know, I don't, I don't want to be biased oh, or anything. Moral decisions. <laughs> um, yeah, so here's three, right? Here's three that God's given us. The first one is the Bible. And if you've listened to, or watched any of these episodes, you won't be surprised at this, but the Bible really is God's sufficient word and like our guidebook for our life. Um, and there's so much we could say about that, so much we have said about that. But man, I would be so lost if I wasn't consistently spending time listening to and reading God's word to mm. keep changing me and directing me. And not just my decisions, but even my affections, what mm. I love, what I like, what I want. So the Bible, but the second tool is prayer. Yeah. And this may sound unusual, right? But our moral decisions that we got to make, how are we going to respond to this person that really ticked us off, right? Mm -hmm. Should I actually post this thing or shouldn't I? We got to rely on prayer and particularly prayer. I think in James, when it talks about um, asking for the Lord's wisdom yes. and he gives James it. James 1, five. Hey. I may have a tattoo with that verse. I may not. That's Yo, right. It's yeah. like, you wisdom, know, man, why is like an owl? We need it. There yeah. it is. So uh, if we ask God's wisdom, he wants to give it to us, but we want to pray uh -huh. to him and pray even to your point, Dave, about that the Holy Spirit would lead us yep. to discern what to do. 
but then the third tool, so the Bible prayer, I would say the third tool would be godly counselors. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't necessarily mean having to sit down on a couch to have that kind of counseling, but it is so important and healthy to have pastors, um, godly older believers, yeah. even just believers that may be in a similar life stage to you, but they're just further along in the faith sure. who can give you wisdom and give you experience that you don't have yet for yeah. some of these moral decisions. That seems right. I, th I think that's such an important aspect of being within a body of believers. That's I mean, right. That yeah. is just, that's, right. that's huge. And, you know, that's unfortunate that um, so many people think that they can just do this on their own. But I think, again, this really speaks to the fact that other people really yeah. lift you up. So we come to that part of the end of our podcast where we ask, so what? What difference does Christian morality make to us? I'll chime in and I'll say, first thought is that you're never, in this context, you're never going to be able to just check your morals at the door mm -hmm. and pretend that there's a context in life where this isn't going to bleed through. It, it always is, right? Um, and I appreciate the, the context that we've created here because we're recognizing that, praise the Lord, um, he is the font of our morality, right? So I, it doesn't have to depend on me because um, if it were wholly relativistic, and I realize that's a much longer conversation, probably will relegate to a blog or 15. But I thank God that we have uh, the ability to put our trust in him for his spirit to guide us, that Christ's um, death on the cross has catalyzed the opportunity for us to actually honor him um, and know what's right fundamentally and keep building that <clears throat> yeah since i can't check it at the door yeah like in my job i can't check it at the door when i'm alone at midnight i can't check it at the door when you're taking your kids to putt putt when you're taking your kids to putt putt <laughs> i'm just saying Sorry. but it's the real question is did eight-year-old dave beat you at putt putt that day which i would not oh, for be surprised sure. if that was the case i think it was dan he was a prodigy <laughs> yeah Man, he's a monster yeah you're <sighs> athletic though, incredible yeah. but, but all that all that to say all that to say um the, the once again it is fundamental to living and moving and operating and just existing in this universe. Yeah, yeah. You can never check the fact that you're a Christian who wants to honor God in every context. That's a super good takeaway. I would say another takeaway is that we need to be marked by real love. Hmm. So, like, that greatest commandment, again, is love God and love our neighbor. Yes. So, I, I gotta, and I got to ask myself this today, even just being a part of this, like, how am I doing at really, truly loving hmm. God, especially in situations where I still struggle with sin? Yeah. In the time or the place or with the people that I most struggle, am I really loving God, truly? And am I truly loving my hmm. neighbor, especially the people that are most difficult to deal with in yeah. my life? Yeah. And so this week, it might be that I or whoever's listening or watching needs to pray God, give me opportunities to really love you and really love some other people mm. this week. So mm. let's I think that's live right. this love. Yeah. I think that's right. And thank you, guys. And thank you for listening to the Ben Min Podcast. We believe that everyone should know their next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. Ben Min is a resource ministry to help you discover those next steps. Yeah, so please be sure to check out uh, our other podcasts and videos. And if you're so moved, feel free to subscribe to the channel, to follow us uh, on our socials as well. Yeah, thanks for joining us for this episode, and we'll look forward to next time. God bless.